You're listening to the Your Queer Story podcast, the podcast that inspires peace, love, and radicalism, led by your favorite hosts, Evan Jones and Paul Hobbs. Trigger warning. Our content covers centuries of LGBTQ plus stories, and occasionally we may use outdated language or cover topics that include violence, assault, homophobia, transphobia, as well as other injustices against marginalized communities. Make sure you subscribe and review wherever you are listening, and be sure to follow us on all social media at Your Queer Story. And if you want exclusive content, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash yourqueerstory. You're here, now let's get queer. Testing. Okay, mine looks good. Testing. Be louder. Testing. I, I think there's something wrong with me. No, mental. you no, just no. are a very there's delicate speaker. Delicate speaker. You're like, I, I was like testing and you were like testing. You know, it's funny because when I have had to live life as a woman, people always said I was too loud. And now that I live life. Now that you're a man. In my true self. You're too People quiet. say yes. So I guess I can't win, folks. Mm-hmm. How about this? How about you take your binary thinking off of me? Your stereotype. I just want everybody to be loud. <laughs> I'm a loud person. I love loud people. I am. I am too quiet. I don't know what it is. I guess it's just hard because I'm constantly trying to like my lower voice. Now I can't. The higher your voice is, the louder you can be. That's true. What? Are, wait. What are you trying I to think, say? I mean, I don't know. I have a very deep manly voice. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, that's not true. I sound because like a deep country you, you singer. E- you have to be in this like really low register to have like that bombastic voice or you have to be in like higher. Like it's just easier. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. Or maybe my range just still hasn't expanded after three and a half years. I think your voice is definitely. Oh, it's, it's gone lower, but like it doesn't have the, the no. range that I had I mean, before. Yeah. So anyways. So. Questions. We have absolutely no structure, no script. This Mm-mm. is strictly just us catching up. Paul is getting his wish. He's been asking for a shoot the shit episode for a while, and so I finally was forced to relent because, yeah. I because I'm going on vacation, and I was basically like, this is our one shot, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh, we haven't had a good shoot the shit. I mean, we basically mm-hmm. shoot the shit at the top of every episode. Yeah, but we do. the thing is, we haven't really explored and gone into life also you need to update your calendar it's no uh, longer okay. april it's may 1st it's <laughs> may 1st when we're recording this so you can give me a fucking break you know you act like you've had so many things going on i have had a lot of things going on things have been blowing up around the josh duggar incident let's talk about that for a second you're Hang desperately on. trying to update this calendar with one hand Oh, oh, yeah. That, right. That's what they're here for. No. So, Josh Duggar, if you don't know, you know, he's the guy that was on 19 Kids and Counting, and then it came out that he had molested his sisters, and then it came out that he was also trying to cheat on his wife through Ashley Madison, and then he went to Reformers Unanimous, which was the same conversion therapy that I went to, which they, they just treat like sexual sins, and, and every kind of thing is an addiction. Anything that's considered sinful is really just an addiction. Oh my so he god, went, that's horrible. That's huh? you, then you just, that's a horrible way to frame it. Any the, sin is... Have like you not addiction. listened to my story for the last 10 years? Yeah, what but have you, you never, been doing? You never said that. Like, <laughs> like, you never said that sin was treated as an addiction. That's like such a yes, horror... Like, no matter I'm, what you do, like, oh... 
You are queer. That's just an addiction to sex. Christians, you, can you just please email us and tell Paul that I have, yes, said several times that okay, my listen. queerness was treated as an addiction. I just don't listen to you when you <laughs> yeah, talk. I, <laughs> I live in my own world. We've only known each other, what, like 10 uh, years now? I just live in my own world. I just do yeah, my own I thing. Know. And... No, but you're right. Yes, it is horrible because that, that is. It, like, it's, it's an addiction and you have to learn to repress it because that's why they, they don't really believe anymore that, that queer people aren't born queer like they'll tell you i believe that you're born gay i just believe that that's the burden that god has placed on you and if you just learn to repress it and it's like abstaining from alcohol you abstain from sex with the same gender or you abstain from your gender identity and that's how they that's how they treat it and that's how they teach it and the same thing with josh duggar and that's why it's so harmful because first of all again lumping in queer people with pedophiles um, and instead of turning Josh Duggar in, he was went to this rehab for fucking six months, and supposedly that cured him of his um, his sin with pornography. Which he that's why he went because he struggled with pornography. And I don't know if he ever told anyone that his choice of pornography was child pornography, but I would not be surprised if he did. Mm. And I also would not be surprised if that piece of shit was just like. Just keep repressing it, keep praying, Josh, and just let him go back well, to be around all if those you kids look anywhere in. Like, I feel like, honestly, organized religion is just like, they talk about like the queer people being like these organized, like, uh, pedophile rings and mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's that. That's really what organized religion is. Mm -hmm. If you look at all of the cases, all of, like, even just in your church alone, like the, yeah. the, I don't remember anyone's name or anything like that, but years ago there was that 16 year old who came out and was like mm. saying what had happened. And then the whole church just like shunned her and blamed her yeah. and the priest was just moved along or whatever. Like that, that's the real predators in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do think that you can find safe spiritual spaces. I don't think that every spiritual space or every nope, underneath organized... every single church there is definitely nope, a, I don't a, believe a, that <laughs> underneath go to the basement of any church. There is just a cage with children in it, just waiting. <laughs> and he's being sarcastic. No, I'm dead serious. This is the next conspiracy theory. They want to talk about Pizzagate, motherfucker. Let's talk church about gate. church gate. There you go. Actually, this month we are going to be doing. I am going to be doing an interview with Joel Barrett. So um, Joel Barrett <laughs> has. Uh, Joel was uh, actually also went to conversion therapy, and he is publishing a book i think it's called godly but gay it's something in those that line we're going to be talking about it we're going to have a whole um a whole episode in an interview with joel and you know he's still he still identifies as a religious individual and he, he was a pastor he came out as gay um but it's going to be an interesting conversation you know we both came from a very similar environment yeah, that is and a very similar environment i am not religious at all and joel is but yeah I don't know. That'll be an interesting uh, conversation to have and especially to figure out like how he, you know, went through all of that and was mm -hmm. still able to come out and say, regardless that, you know, he still believes that this is something that's meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. It will be a good conversation. But back to Josh Duggar. So I have been busy this week because... When that stuff like this blows up, then people start talking about these abusive environments and then they're reaching out. So we've had all this activity for the Vashti Initiative of people reaching out for support, wanting to volunteer, wanting to talk. So, yeah. I'm glad it's been, you know, building up. Yeah. Slow but steady, you know. Yeah. You could just do your thing and then over time it builds up like the podcast. Exactly. Um, I have been really extremely busy. My new job, I've mentioned it before. I still mm -hmm. love it. Like, 
I absolutely do love my job, but it is like from the time I wake up because I manage social media, like I'm, I check the comments, I check the DMs, you know, and then like all the way until like I leave the office at 5.15, 5.30, I come home at 6 and then I check mm. again around 8 p.m. just to make sure there's nothing. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's even though it's just five minutes here and there, it does add up and it's, you yeah. know, you're constantly, it's constantly on the top of your mind. Yeah. Um, but I, I really feel like the company I work for is great. Like I really, I enjoy it quite a lot. I sit, you know, in the top area of the marketing department with like direct access to company owners and stuff. So that's cool. Pretty cool. Fancy guy. I am a fancy guy now. It is comes oh with goodness. its perks, comes with its burdens. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I'm happy. A lot of my friends, I feel like, are entering this phase of their life where they're getting good promotions and a lot mm -hmm. of hard work that they put in is paying off. And so I'm really excited for a lot of them. I have another friend who actually helped with uh, starting the Vashti Initiative, and she had to step away, but she just got a really big promotion and. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy for all these people that are moving forward. I love to see people recovering and thriving. Yeah. And for me specifically, I like worked at this job that I, if any of you are listening, I fucking hated that place. That was a piece of shit company. That being said, <laughs> I also know that during my employment there, I struggled with my mental health significantly yeah. and I didn't communicate that in a way that I that they could have helped me. I kept it very private and very hidden because I didn't really know what I was struggling with. Um, so that definitely also, you know, definitely makes it hard as an employee and an employer to deal with somebody who you're like, why the hell are you suddenly just not doing anything for a week? Like, yeah. you know, and I didn't communicate anything. So of course they didn't know that I actually couldn't do anything for that week. They thought I was just being lazy. Yeah. So you know this new company i i told everybody that's my direct supervisor I, I blatantly told them like i live with bipolar disorder i work very hard i think i have a great proven track record but if mm -hmm. i need a day i need a day yeah so i and i i actually did need a day this week and they respected it and they didn't even question it so nice. i think if you're living with something and you feel like you're in a place where you can say it like i think communication is very important yeah i agree and i i it's interesting because i also took a day this week because i needed an extra day and i and i was trying i was typing out my re my request or whatever and at first i was like i'd like to request a mental health day but then i thought you know i don't request to have the flu like right. i don't request if i'm actually sick like i need this day and i'm taking this day and that's basically I, and i just do that yeah. <laughs> and if someone comes and tries to tell me that i have to request a mental health day then i'm going to challenge them because if an, if an organization says that they offer mental health days and they should then that needs to be held to the same standard as any uh sick day like sometimes you know you feel a mental health day coming on mm -hmm. and sometimes you don't sometimes you wake up and you're like fuck i that's, can't work yeah, today that's literally what happened and that and that's the same as waking up and having a stomach bug yeah, like it really uh, is. so i you know I, my big thing is about claiming things you know and i have more than enough sick time I, you know, I have plenty of that. So there was no reason why I shouldn't take the mental mm -hmm. health day. So I did. So I, I encourage people to claim those things. Absolutely. And I actually talked to my therapist about it. Um, and she was like, that's, that's just an American way of thinking that you always have to go, that you always have to produce, that you always have to be top of your game. Like you yeah. always have to be going like that's not like that anywhere else in the world. Like you know we just are such a productive and like capitalism and money like that's how we work as a country mm. so we're constantly feeling like we just have to produce 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 and you know 
um, I actually also read something, and it was like if one of Elon Musk's spaceships were to operate at 100% the entire time, it would explode into a billion pieces. Mm. So, like, you know, if you need to operate at 70%, so that way the next day you can operate at 110%, yeah. sometimes you got to do that, you know? Yeah. I think it's good. I mean, capitalism for sure, which is what I, I had wanted today to talk about. Um, the labor protest and riots because, you know, it was May Day. But, I mean, it's, it's still important to keep this in mind at all times, the way the capitalism drives so many things. I've been reading the other, um, How to Be Anti-Racist by Eva Max Kendi. Yeah, um, I gotta get that one. Still. That's really good because, you, what? Real quick before I forget and you start talking about this, another great book you should look into is One Drop. Okay, yeah, you talked about that, yeah, so I do want to look book. into that. I do. Um, so I like this one because this is kind of like a mix of a, a memoir. He also throws in a lot of the history that he put in stamped from the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he but he he talks about the different co- racist concepts, like how all the different kinds of racist concepts. That it's not just one form of racism, right. but he talks specifically about um, how if you're anti-capitalist and you're anti-racist or if you're anti-racist you're anti-capitalist like you can't be capitalist and be anti-racist right. because that's why i've been capitalism, saying burn capitalism well yeah <laughs> well, capitalism years. is built on racism i mean that's why we had the slave trade that's why there was this exploitation of workers you can't capitalism capitalism does not succeed without the exploitation of the the quote labor. unquote lowest classes. Yeah, exactly. And he also pointed out a, a good point. He quoted Elizabeth Warren, who Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren likes to say that she's pro capitalist, but she's pro capitalist in um in a reformed and safe way. But you know, he was like, but you can't. It's either like history shows us that capitalism is exploitation. Yeah. So either that's not really capitalism, or what you believe Warren isn't capitalism. But both of those definitions can't be the same. It's, right. it's like. Honestly, well, I'm not going to get into that, but <laughs> I was going to say like, it, it, there's just a lot of, of ways that we like, we like to say that these two things are the same. Like there can be a, a safe way of capitalism, but if there is, then that is not a capitalism we've ever witnessed. So is that the right. word we want to use? Is there a better word? Because that, it just doesn't yeah. work. Capital- Look at the major employers in the country, Walmart, mm-hmm. McDonald's, uh, Amazon, um, all of these are massive employers in the United States, Dunkin', Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, Starbucks, from what I've heard, is a little better. I don't personally know anybody that worked there. But either way, they're all paid the cheapest possible way they yeah. can. They're offered more than likely no benefits because what major corporations yeah. do is they mark everybody's part-time. Yeah. Um, they're expected to work multiple jobs, and they still can't afford rent or food. Yeah. That's capitalism. Yeah. So that 40 people can sit at the top with all the money. That's yeah. what capitalism is. I, I, even in the so-called good places, I'm sorry, but you, like y- your people, if your people are not living a, are, can, if your people are not earning a livable wage, a livable wage, then you are exploiting them. I don't give a shit if you're paying fifth, you're paying twelve dollars an hour while everybody else is paying seven dollars. If your employees are not earning a livable wage, then you are exploiting them. Period. End of sentence. There's no, we're not arguing about that. I agree. I don't give I, a yeah. fuck. I, I, like, good. Target's making some strides. Are you paying your people to an livable wage? Then you're exploiting them. Yep. Are you making billions <laughs> of dollars while your people don't have a livable wage? Then you're exploiting them. I agree. And then people will sit there and say, well, why does this person get to make this much money? Well, motherfucker, why aren't you making more money? Exactly. People always want to, they always want to have somebody that they're better than rather than saying, hey, how about we lift everybody up because these motherfuckers have all the money mm-hmm. they just like i just don't get the psychological 
need to be better than somebody else. I don't get it. I I don't get that either. Speaking of the need to be somebody better than somebody else. Oh, Jesus, what? I was on Twitter the other day, and J.K. Rowling made oh a post about how she raised money for something. So I He did this to himself. I did do this to myself, but I honestly did not expect it to blow up like this. <laughs> I went on J.K. Rowling's thing, and I was like, you know, great job. That's such a good thing that you raised money for those people. Now, how about you put an effort forth to raise money for the transgender community, which you harmed? Mm-hmm. Very, it was a little pointed, yes, but it was a very simple tweet. You know, yep. I, I didn't try to call her any names or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I had hundreds of TERFs suddenly bombarding me left and right, calling me all, telling me to die, kill myself, mm-hmm. all, like the worst things you could imagine, Con- like coming at me, people retweeting it, commenting. I'm like, oh my God, what? like this was not meant to be anything <laughs> negative. I mm-hmm. was... And then they're like, why don't you do something? And then I tried to explain, like, I've taught history for three plus years. I understand that as a male, mm-hmm. I have privileges that, you know, other people will never have to, or that will never have. And glass ceilings put in place by men that I will never have to shatter. I'm not saying that I, you know, and, and let me tell you, they did not give a fuck. Mm-mm. They did not give a fuck. It didn't matter what I said. So I just had to go through and block a ton of people, delete stuff. Oh, my so God. Please go through and give us good reviews as now our reviews on Google are going to tank. I'm pretty sure that eventually <laughs> some people are going to go find your queer story and start giving us one star. Oh so if you haven't God. yet, give us a five star, please, and tell everybody how much you love us. Because <laughs> I unleashed a shitstorm of turfs that... Mm. Yeah, I didn't know that was going to ever happen to me. I wasn't trying to put anybody in a negative place. So I, Dave, David burned some sage and some Santo Palo in the house oh and cleansed the God. energy. <laughs> I stumbled into a pack of turfs once, and I only did it once, and I will never do it again. That, exactly. You same. can't. You can't argue with the turf, even if you're in the right. You can't argue with the turf, the, and that and like it's like it's like arguing with a Trump supporter. It is. It's exactly like yeah. that. I always say it's like arguing with a fundamentalist is that's how I relate things. It's mm-hmm. the same and they're usually all the same. Like a fundamentalist is also a Trump supporter is also a turf. Right. They're if, in the same well, lump. probably not a turf because they don't actually believe in feminism. But anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like you can't argue with the turf and they literally are possibly the worst people on the internet. I don't know. There's a couple other groups that are really bad. I mean, incels are really, really bad, Mm -hmm. but TERFs are so aggressive and they have this self-righteous anger of thinking that they're somewhat right because they're fighting for women's rights, but they're only fighting for some women's rights. So they like, they kept saying, they're kept saying, well, what's a woman? And I said, anyone who identifies as a woman is a woman. (laughs) And they're like, no, define a woman without using the word woman. I'm like, so what, you want me to say a woman is somebody like with a vagina? Like, no, mm. a woman is someone who identifies as a woman, period. Yeah. There is no other que- there is no other argument to be had here. Yeah. It didn't matter. No matter what I said, like, just nothing yeah. mattered. Yeah. Can't, yeah. And I was even like, you know, look back in history. I'm not talking about modern, uh, like, colonial ideologies. Like, look at anywhere in history back, like, all of there was multiple gender expressions, multiple gender identities. Like, this was, a, this is a new concept. Uh-huh. Nope. Nope, nope, there was no nothing nope. to be had. There was didn't matter. I could have had any I could have had God himself come to earth. Well, yeah, because be like, it's never been about that. It's all, for them it's always been about it's always just been about um excluding and putting pushing those gender roles, which is which is so ridiculous because these are also people believe that believe that women should be powerful enough to do anything, but you do understand that those same binary roles that you're pushing are the binary roles that kept women suppressed oh, for and then centuries. on top of that exactly. Then they kept saying like any harm to the transgender community was self-inflicted. So then I was like, well, in that sense, is any 
harm to the woman community like self-inflicted and they're like it's not the same thing i was like not absolutely not totally different no (laughs) just like there was literally nothing there was no there was no any form of like we can agree to disagree like it just didn't matter like there was no there was just anger and hate and Mm -hmm. fire that's mm-hmm. what I pictured. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was insane. So um, don't poke, don't poke, poke the turfs. Yeah, don't don't get involved with the turfs. Just don't do it. I mean, it's not going to end well. You're not going to educate anyone, and you're just going to unleash a torrent of transphobia yeah. into the world. And you're going to read a lot of things that you feel like you wished people didn't have to experience. Because <laughs> I'm like, if I'm experiencing this as me, like I can't imagine you know being a transgender person and reading these things like yeah. that must be so horrible yeah so don't poke don't poke jk rowling don't poke the tour just don't even fuck like well, we get so say fuck jk rowling yeah we, just, we have our whole episode dedicated to it but but don't do it on twitter <laughs> yeah but anyways um i want to talk about june i'm excited about june oh i don't God. know pride month even though it's not going to be the same for two years in a row. But we might actually be able to go out because, I mean, I, I mean, they're easing the restrictions every day a little Real bit. Quick, speaking what? of easing the restrictions, go on CVS.com, go on Walgreens.com if you want a vaccine and you have not been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. They schedule both of them out for you. It's real easy. And yeah. as far as I know, it's 16 plus across the United States. I could be wrong, but yeah. check it out either way. Yes, definitely go get that vaccine. It's available to you now. Let's get vaccinated so we can move forward. Yes. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, mm, what was, oh, I was going to say the pride month. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. The topics we're going to cover, we're going to cover queer liberation versus the gay agenda in a formal way and not just talking about it. That's been needing to come. Yes. We're going to talk about the Madison society because people are going to lose their fucking shit. if we don't, it's been three years time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I'm, I've got a couple other ideas for other things, but if there's something in particular that you really think you want covered, let me know. I really want to focus on like big things around the, you know, queer rights, queer rights movements. Happy to look at other queer rights movements around the world. I think maybe we'll do that too. Um, oh, but yeah. yeah. If there's like, if you're from another country and you're not, you're like, hey, this was our version of Stonewall or this was our version of like yeah. this event, let us know and we'll take a look. I want to get, I want to dig into um, like England's queer rights movement. That, mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, and yeah, good stuff. So good I'm excited about June. I'm excited about June. I am excited. I actually have a lot of good things coming. So May this month, going on vacation to Puerto Rico gonna be laying staying on a house directly on the beach so i'm Mm. gonna walk outside of the door and just lay on the beach good and just drink an entire pitcher of margarita just lay there that's (laughs) Mm -hmm. my plan like i'm coming back looking like mr krabs june pride month no matter what happens it's pride month fuck it yep yep gonna wear my rainbow everything Mm -hmm. july my family comes to visit Nice. And then sometime this year, I'm assuming I'm getting married. So this is <laughs> <laughs> whenever that happens, <laughs> no fucking plan. Should oh we like? Hey, if you want to, should we live stream my, my wedding for the questions? Do you guys want to watch? Stream your wedding <laughs> oh, you were? I know. I wouldn't do it without your permission. <laughs> I just, I just see you back. There. I'm like, what the fuck is Evan doing? <laughs> yeah, no. that might be fun for the questions to see at least the ceremony part. You know, I live streamed our ceremony. David yeah. live streamed it for us actually because, but that's because I had a lot of family out of state. And I wanted them to be able to see. Well, it. yeah, that too. That's a good yeah. point. You know, not all of my family is going to be able to make it, especially if it ends up being a last minute thing. Which, yeah, Evan, 
trying to talk to Dave, and I'm like, so when are we going to do it? When I told you to the first week of October, I'm not going to be here, so do not fucking get married. I am <laughs> telling like, you. October 3rd, I know I've been. exactly, that's exactly what he's going to do. I am 100% I feel like sure. I feel like October 3rd has been calling my name. <laughs> I just there's feel something like that, about there's it. something about that date. I think that's the date I was supposed to get married. <laughs> So, which honestly, to be honest, I wouldn't. I'd rather be at your wedding, but no, I wouldn't whatever. split you and be like, you have to choose. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I would rather. I'm sure my it's a family wedding, so it's gonna be drama and bullshit oh, no. and all the stuff that I hate. But I'm hoping I can bring my kids because they're a great distraction and they're mm-hmm. great just and like just chaos kids. Makers. Yeah, and kids anywhere like they're yeah they're such chaos makers. You don't yeah. think about. All Any the other, other kids. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um So how's dad life? I don't you haven't yeah. really talked about dad life on dad the Dad life is much. good. Um J two is in soccer now. And which is me reliving all my dreams of, of being it like vicariously living through him because mm-hmm. I obviously I wasn't allowed to play sports growing up. And so I get really into his games. <laughs> A thousand like, times more than him. He's like, Evan, I don't know why you're so serious about this. I just want to go kick this ball around and have fun on the field. He really doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. Like, yeah, he participates in stuff. He doesn't hate it, but he is not like it's it's whatever to him. Mm-hmm. I do think that he's excited about basketball. So that's good. J1 um, has been offered several times. If she wants to do sports, she doesn't. Although every time they're playing, she acts like she does. And then. Whenever we go to sign her up for something, she's like, I don't want to do that. She just wants to do art. She's an artsy. She is. She's a very art person. And honestly, I don't know. I I do want her to play softball for lots of reasons. (laughs) But I I think it would be good for like the team camaraderie and everything. And she's really leaning into her own self-identified queer identity. So whatever not saying that all softball players are queer i'm just saying you she might find a couple other girls that I might be like feel her. that any sport activity is pretty queer like it's hard when they're younger though because well, all parents just sign their kids up, yeah i'm not you know? i don't want to like make it seem like these you know 10 and 11 year olds are out there but i'm talking about like adult sports like oh, i'm yeah. like the older you get definitely yeah i'm like so y'all go into this Locker room, get naked together, smack each other's ass on the field. Like, you're thinking of men's sports, but maybe sure. <laughs> I don't know how much I'm butt like, smacking you, is happening in women's sports. Maybe get, it does. They, straight men are not as straight as they pretend they well, are. Well, of course it's all they're not. Facade. Hello, we have talked about that, and you can't win a championship without gays. You talked about <laughs> wrestling and the Olympics and how gay it was. Everything, and like I just. The Americanized version of the straight identity is so horribly constricting mm-hmm. and i yeah. i actually read something that was like um you wonder why straight men are so like abusive but they're raised their whole life to never be able to touch never be able to love never be able to hug never to be able to show any emotion mm-hmm. and the first person they're able to touch and love on is their wife and that's why they get so crazy and like yeah. sometimes abusive because they just don't know how yeah. to live like american men are raised and i'm not excusing their behavior by any means but i'm just saying like as a culture, you're you're raised to be this brick, mm-hmm. and that's all you know. Well, I think it's that combined with the idea that you are superior. Exactly, like, yes. You're also raised with this idea that men are superior a- to absolutely. women or other genders, and that this male, and that the, the height of power is a straight male 
individual, mm-hmm. male identifying individual. And, and you even see that, you even see, like, uh, occasionally you even see that in the trans community. You see trans men trying to obtain that. Not always, but sometimes you even yeah, see that. Yeah, like I've this, definitely seen it. You know, they desire. want that toxic masculinity yeah. because to them that's the true male macho male identity that yeah. runs the world and that is that's the height of power it's yeah. a hierarchy i mean again another thing i'm learning about how hierarchies are created in order obviously to oppress like we create this idea of what is good and bad like history is filled with people writing out lists of like this is the best race and this is the the best gender and this is the best religion right. constantly creating hierarchies because we like we need that to make order of the world but really it just makes order of oppression yep it really does um, and actually got Mick on RuPaul's Drag Race. She, mm-hmm. uh, I say she because I'm referring to her drag persona, but mm-hmm. um, he is a transgender male. Yeah. And he talks about how when he was growing up, he only ever saw like masculine men and like masculine trans men. And he's like a feminine trans man. And he's yeah. like, I never saw that. So I didn't know that I could be a trans man because I thought being a man had meant I had to be masculine and i was like well i'm too feminine so maybe i'm not a trans yeah. you know like he was like i battled with this identity for so long yeah so he was like if i just saw somebody on tv like me you know at an earlier age i think it would have made things click a lot easier yeah. i i have questions i have uh, comments about that all the time when i'm doing trainings and even in work where people are still struggle so much with trans folks not conforming to a binary mm-hmm. idea. Like if you identify as male, then you have to really assimilate to a really hard, strong male identity and masculine identity. And they have a hard, hard time with understanding non-binary folks who are trans. They have a hard time understanding not um, trans folks who are gay. Like there's a lot of conflating gender identity with orientation which is why you should follow us because most weeks we do talk about those things (laughs) right this week we're just spilling it all and all and when somebody asks something or when somebody says something i'm i always they're like i just don't get it and i say it's not for you to get yeah this is their identity and this is how they live and it doesn't matter if it fits any structure that you believe or i believe this is who they are what's wrong with it why can't they live like that why do we have to box them and why do we have to control them yeah i don't want to be boxed in or controlled i live my life how i want to live but why can't they why can't you I, I will say I had a very proud dad moment a few days ago because J2, J1 had got, received yet another stuffed animal because she's obsessed with him. And J2 was like, um, is that a boy or a girl? And J1 goes, um, I don't assign people's gender identities to them. I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Spreading that love and just acceptance. <laughs> but we still have no idea what the animal is but their name is david so I'm, i don't know which is <laughs> true oh it's one of those things that you heat up it's a squishy like animal that you heat up in the you microwave heat it up what the yeah, hell is this like a new a, thing i've never heard of it's it. a newer thing but it's, it's supposed to like help like you it can be used as a heating pad or like calming oh, you oh, oh. and so every night we have to go heat up david <laughs> so that's fun <laughs> <laughs> oh that's kind of cute yeah um I think I'm running out of train of thought. What yeah, yeah. Have we shot the shit enough? We're at 30 minutes. Okay. So <laughs> what I would say for you next week, we will have next week. I'm not 100 percent sure. We will either have a new Sam and Evan episode, or we will have that interview with Joel Barrett mm-hmm. ready to go. So check out that. We've got the interview. We've got um, um, Sam and Evan. We will be talking about Asian queer history. I. 
found a great, a great, um, very small but great um, like piece on Asian queer history. There's not a lot of like books. There's there are some books where people are telling their stories now, but queer See, at history this point, in we just need to learn a few more languages because I was <laughs> thinking about it and I'm like, yeah. there's a whole world of books and queerness literature that we that, can't quite access that I will never be able to read because yeah. I just it's not going to be translated yeah. and I don't read or speak the languages which yeah. really put me through a complex because you know how I am about when I can't when mm -hmm. I want to do something and I can't do it I was like I was about to get babble sign up for the program I was like I'm gonna learn <laughs> three languages fuck it people who just did it I can do it <laughs> right so anyway so I'm excited what's to come and then that'll take us right to the end of the month and well, that'll take us right up to Pride Month which yep. has five Wednesdays because Jesus wow. wanted us to have more yes, queer history it was definitely for Jesus. He always looking out for us Jesus they I'm gonna give Jesus the they yeah okay. they them pronouns good um Jesus decided. That's it. Queer, queer June, making up for last year. Yeah, absolutely. Hallelujah. Thank you. So, hope you enjoy the shoot the shit. It's been like a year and a half since we've done a full shoot the shit episode. Yeah. So you're welcome. Or maybe you hated it and you're not gonna listen to it. Who knows? Okay, listen. If you like this, make this the most listened to episode ever. Mm. Share it with your friends. Listen to it eight times, and we'll do it. I am we'll not do it quite giving frequently. up my queer history. No, I we're gonna not. continue to do the queer history. Ugh. But every now and then. People just want to hear us talk about absolutely do they? nothing. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind, they do. Okay. All, uh, right. all right. Stay queer. Don't get a lobotomy. We love you, our little allied hookers. And a little succulent sapphist. Resist the oppressors, our proud homocrats. And have yourself a sodomy circus. Or don't. And Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe and review wherever you are listening and follow us on social media at Your Queer Story. Like what you heard? Want to share your story? Send us a voice message to add to the podcast from the Anchor app or at anchor.fm slash yourqueerstory. And if you would like to support the work we do or get exclusive content, check us out on patreon.com slash yourqueerstory. See you next week. Bye. Bye.